Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, thank you for joining me today. I pray your day is going wonderful and God is being real to you and you're allowing him to work in your life. Our Heavenly Father, bless your people today. Open up their hearts, open up their minds to your truth. And God, I pray you would set each of us free, free to be the men and women of God that you've called us to be. The Lord, we would be that person that is making a difference in a lost world. God, thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I can tell you this, life takes many turns, and there's certainly a great deal of uncertainty in life. And you know what I'm talking about. People many times fall off a course with disappointments. Things don't go well in their lives, and so they're totally disappointed. Uh, their sickness, man, you never know when sickness hits. We've dealt with so much sickness and a lot of serious sickness, a lot of cancer and things going on in people's life. And you know when it hits, it kind of devastates you. And divorce, we know divorce is terrible. It's something God does not want or God doesn't approve of, but we have a lot of it. But we have to deal with it. We have to learn how to handle it, how to encourage people. We don't want people to be so depressed they don't turn to God, but to help them. We have job issues, people losing their jobs and people struggling to make it in life and all sorts of issues. Life is full of uncertainties. But unfortunately, for so many, feel condemned instead of loved by those around them. They feel like nobody's encouraging, nobody's being there for them. Folks, I'm here to tell you today, the church family needs to be a loving element in people's lives, lifting people up in times of trouble and building them up and not tearing them down because we all have had trials in our lives, every single one of us. There is nobody immune to trials. Facing real life in front of us, uh, all of us have to face it, every one of us. We can live in a candy-coated world acting like everything is awesome when, in fact, we are dying inside. People of God, we are the church. We are the body of Christ. And I'm talking to all you listeners that are Christians. We are there to build people up. And that's what our churches should be about, the places of worship where you attend, because many of you listening today attend a service somewhere. And if you don't, like I tell you often, find somewhere close to you that's serving God and walking according to Scripture and get involved. But too many in this world tear people down and maybe even not meaningful trample on people. I think sometimes people don't mean to trample on people. They're, they just do. And sometimes I think it's to make people feel better about themselves. They want to feel good about themselves, so they they bring out somebody else's sin. When we all know we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, the Scripture is very plain with that in Romans. But in Romans 15, 1 and 2, he says this even later, and this is uh, nine chapters later in Romans. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good, to build them up. Can you imagine what one person could do if they would lift another up? You know, we would see the effect that many lives would be touched because another person would be trying to build somebody else up. Pretty soon you'd see many people, the multiples. You and I can make a tremendous difference in one's life by being encouraging and caring for the needs of others. Knowing this, God puts people in our path. I believe that with all my heart. I believe every day God puts people in our path. The question is, what do we do with those people he put in, puts in our path? Do we share with them? Do we love them? Do we smile at them? What do we do? Or do we ignore them? Say, no, Lord, that, that wasn't from you. That was, just, that was just a coincidence. See, he has people in your path, and he expects you to be alert to that and look for opportunities to bless someone's life. Do you pray about that in the morning? 
when you have your prayer time, or do you have a prayer time? I hope you do. If you have a prayer time in the morning, say, Lord, open up an opportunity for me today. Lord, may I see that opportunity. May I step through the corridor of that opportunity. May I be a difference in someone's life because of you. May people see you and not me. May they see the glory of God. May they wonder what it is about me that that uh, that is so pleasing to them. Hopefully it is the Spirit of God within us. I feel blessed almost every day of the year because people are so kind. So many people say nice things. Oh, you run across people now and again who don't say nice things, who treat you poorly. But on the most part, you know, I think we're treated pretty well. I know I am. I know I've been spoiled many times by how kind people are. See, the Lord has plans for us, and he needs us to be aware of the people he sets before us. Paul says this to the Colossians in chapter 4, verse 5. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Make the most of every opportunity. You have many opportunities in a given day. Are you making the most of it? I want us to make the most of it. I want my radio audience, my church family, those that I come in contact with to make the most of every opportunity. I want to be an example in that. I want to make uh, the most of every opportunity he gives me. Have I always? No. But I try to be aware of that, and I want to respond to that. I want to be everything God wants me to be. Why do you think the Apostle Paul said that? In many cases, you may just have one chance to affect someone's life, and you need to use that opportunity. Take that one chance. Now, you'll have many one chances in many people's lives, but sometimes you just have that one chance with that one person. God has laid it out perfectly for you, but we squander the opportunity. We squander it. When people walk in the doors of the church, they need to feel welcome. I tell this to my church, and I'm preaching. In fact, I'm sharing this message to you before I uh, share it with my church. But I said they need to feel welcome, and they need to feel loved, and they need to see the love of God in us. When I first came to Cloverdale years ago, the church, of course, was very small, around 50 people. And I immediately recognized some of the problems. I had been in a church that had really grown quickly. I'd been one of eight pastors, and I watched how things worked, and I observed, and God, I really believe, led me in some ways and showed me some things that I had really never seen. But I, but I know when we first came back, there were people that had come years ago. They'd pop in to see what this new young pastor, this Pastor Tom, was all about. He was a 32-year-old pastor. And I observed some of the older folks welcoming people into church, and they would greet people like this. Where have you been? I thought you dropped off the planet or something similar. You know, they'd say something similar to that. And I thought, man, you know, I need to teach etiquette in this church. And one of the first things I started to do at Cloverdale was teach people how to talk to strangers. People are people that you hadn't seen in a while. People don't want to feel condemned. They want to feel love. They don't want to feel guilty because they haven't been in church. They want to feel love. I told them if they see someone they hadn't seen in a while, talk like this. Hey, great to see you. I'm glad you're here. Is there anything I can do for you? Be positive with people. I'm telling you what, we have too much negativism even within the church families. People, they don't know how to respond, but they need to be taught. In our board meeting last month, the subject was discussed about letting people fall through the cracks. So many people fall through the cracks in church, our church included. I mean... I got thinking, in the last 25, 30 years, we've baptized 500 people. If they were all there and they were all coming bringing people, we'd be two, 3,000 people, not 600 people. 
What happened? What happens over the time? People fall through the cracks. And you know what? I want to stop the falling through the cracks. That is an important issue. And frankly, we get in our own world. We don't even recognize people that are coming and going. The conversation was great because it stirred in me the importance of the one, which I've titled this sermon, one, which is you and me, after we look and look around us and see the one that is missing, the one that is not coming, the one that is that maybe has uh, turned their back on God. There is no way that a pastor can know everything, and everybody who is missing, and especially you get a church that's larger. There's no way. You want to. I, it always hurts my feelings when I found out somebody's gone and I didn't even know it. But, uh, you know, you try to respond to them. But together at the body of Christ, if people start looking for people and recognizing, hey, I don't see, I'm going to check on them. Now, it's okay if they're going to, an, they're plugged into another church. Great, as long as they're going to church somewhere. I don't need to have them at Cloverdale. I don't need everybody in the county at Cloverdale. I just want to minister to those who walk through the doors. But I want people in a good Bible-believing church somewhere. You know, and I'm and when I do this sermon, I'm having people take a look around the around the church and see who they might be missing for a while and just check on them. Maybe they're not going to church anywhere. Maybe they're just discouraged. They encourage them. You know, you see everybody you normally see, and I'm telling you guys to do that at the churches you go to. Are there people missing that you haven't seen in a while? If so, be the church, be the body of Christ, and give them a call or send them a note. The staff tried to, to do this, and as we recognize the situation, we try to respond. But we are, And we're in the process of putting together a strategy to recognize those issues and take a proactive approach at least to check on people that are missing. But we need other people. We need people in the congregation to respond, and you guys do too in your churches. Maybe someone has gone elsewhere because of some reason or another. I'm certainly okay with people, like I said, attending other churches as long as they're faithful to that church and not just being a critical person moving from church to church because nothing ever happens right, because you just don't like the way this happens, the way that goes. You, mostly people always complain about music at churches. They don't complain a lot at our church, thank the Lord, so far. But, uh, you know, I was encouraged a few weeks ago when I met a man for the first time at our Easter egg hunt, and we engaged in a conversation, and then, then he visited our church. I asked him if I, and if, if I could do a radio interview with him. I mean, not a radio interview, but a, in fact, I'll do a radio interview with him too sometime, but a, a radio interview for my big screen. So he's actually, I'm interviewing him for the sermon. I'm doing this, and the church will see it. But his name is Scott, and and Scott was telling me, he said, I have never been in a more friendly church. When I was there, I was greeted by Karen and Jake. She, he named the names of these people. He said, they come up to me. I've never felt so warm in my whole entire life. You see, people like Karen and Jake and others who notice a new face respond, and it makes a huge difference. But we so easily fall victim of loving those we know and clinging to the ones we know instead of digging deep into reaching those we don't know that need a touch from God. You know, going beyond the comfortable to reach the world is so important. That's why I titled the message today, One, because there is one who needs you, who needs you to care. Tomorrow I'm going to finish this message, but i got some other things to talk about, dealing with the 99 sheep and the one that was lost and some other verses, but I hope you'll listen because I think it's very important. I think we have to get out of our holy huddles and reach out do that one and see what we can do to restore, to help, to bring back, because God wants to do some great things in our lives. But we have to be proactive. We have to say, yes, I'm willing to do something for the cause of Jesus Christ. I want to make a difference. Folks, do you want to make a difference? Lord bless you. I hope you have a great day. 
Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.